all you beautiful people out there in podcast land. My name is Paul Wharton. I'm Jonathan Pierce. And I'm Zach McCoy. And we are your Oscar Grouches. Welcome back to the Oscars podcast. Sure, we discuss Oscar winners throughout history and try to determine where the Academy went wrong, if they went wrong. What film are we watching this week, Zach? We're watching The Great Train Robbery, directed by Michael Crichton. No, I'm sorry. No, this is a uh, wrong Crichton. It's a very British bullion heist with the Lavender Hill Mob, directed by Charles Crichton. Oh, and this is everybody's first time seeing the Lavender Hill Mob. Yes. Yes. No. <gasps> but it's been a very long time. Mm-hmm. I, uh, I honestly don't remember when I watched it. Pro- probably around the time the, the 2004 remake of The Lady Killers came out. Uh, mm-hmm. Because that's when I saw The Lady Killers. He holds it up to show us. Beautiful. Yeah. Which, which we may be discussing here in a couple weeks. Um, not as a topic, but as a yeah nominee. Uh, and, of course, on the back of Lady Killers, of course, it's going to be too blurry, is a list of other films you can watch uh, from the Alec Guinness collection, uh, including Kind Hearts and Cornets, The Lavender Hill Mob, The Man in the White Suit, and The Captain's Parade. Nice. And I had heard good things about the Lavender Hill Mob, so I had watched it. Mm-hmm. And there we are. There we are. All right. And now, Oscar Breakdown. Hey, it's the 25th Academy Awards. We are... Where'd it go? I just saw it. <laughs> there where are we? We're, we're still calling this Best Story and Screenplay, in which uh, the Lavender Hill Mob wins, giving T.E.B. Clark an Academy Award. Uh, it beats... The Atomic City, break, uh, which gives Sidney Bohm an Academy Award nomination. Breaking the Sound Barrier, giving Terrence Radigan an Academy Award nomination. Pat and Mike, giving Ruth Gordon and Garson Kanan Academy Award nominations. And Viva Zapata, giving author John Steinbeck an Academy Award nomination. Yeah. Nice. Uh, outside of the category, uh, Sir Alec Guinness, nominated for Best Actor. Uh, Best smirker. And he he smirks quite a lot. Just a little <laughs> smirky boy in this movie. And I'm going to be honest. I think that's it. Oh. Yeah, I don't see it in anything else. So a 50%er this week. I have opinions. Oh. Well, then let's talk about this movie. Let's talk about this movie. This movie. This movie. So, you know how we get into like the whole sometimes with the whole fast talking thing? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Having British people do that makes things kind of difficult to hear. <laughs> <laughs> it can. It can. It it just it, 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 I'm not going to lie. It, it it took me a while to finally get into the movie. Um to the point where again, I feel like I missed a lot of uh setup to the film. As in, why were they stealing this gold? Why, why, Alex? Like, because. Okay, cool. To get rich. Like, it, was it literally just like Alec Guinness's character could? So he was like, sure, why not? I yeah, want he, gold. It's exactly it. <laughs> he's just been middling in this position for fifteen <laughs> to twenty years, and he's like, you know what? Yeah, you know, fuck it. I got an idea. <laughs> All right. Yeah. And why not? Like it. Yeah. It's literally the just this is the plot to the movie, and yeah. I'm okay with that. Yeah, 
I think um, I made the mistake of not watching it with subtitles. When I watch it again, I will watch it with subtitles because there's you know there's slang and stuff that uh, yeah maybe I, if I wasn't I hip to most, the slang. I spent yeah. most of my youth watching British movies, so I don't have a prop this problem. Yeah, so, good. No, I uh, I've been having difficulties with subtitles when things are on Plex. So mm. yeah, it's been it it's been tough. But yeah. that being said, I. I'll never not like a good heist movie. Yeah. Oh my god. It's and, so fun. It was and, a lot of fun. And it kind of starts starts more serious almost, and then it transitions mm-hmm. into the madcap, and, and I think it does a good job at it. I agree. Yeah. Now, I, uh, I, I feel like the movie really, for me, just didn't start until France, basically. Because mm. <laughs> when, you know, when things start unwinding... Like that, that's, that's when I really got into the film and that's when I was like, all right. And also goddamn great car chase movie. <laughs> right. Yeah. Like that, that, that was surprising for me. I'll, I'll say to your last point there, Jonathan, that I absolutely love, uh, Alec Guinness and Stanley Holloway trying to recruit the other, the other criminals. Yeah. Yeah. That scene was great. <laughs> yeah. There's, um, it's very it's cheeky and snappy. I think I'd refer to it. Um, yeah. Yeah. And uh, everybody's just having a good time. There's a lot of, a lot of good shots really in this, like when they're in the foundry and stuff and when they're casting the, um, the little Eiffel towers and things, it's just like, yeah, it's a heist comedy film, but there's, you know, it's shot with an artistic eye and uh, a lot of, um, what's the word I'm thinking of? I don't know, but I like it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, I'll I'll say I I really really like how beautifully this is shot. I think Douglas Slocum is a has always been a wonderful cinematographer, and I mean the guy shoot goes on to shoot the Indiana Jones movie. So oh, you got yeah. that. Oh wow, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was I was happy to see his name in the opening credits because I like I'm, that. I'm looking at yeah. it now, I I admit I wasn't. Aware of his name. Mm. He lived to be 103. Goodness. Goodness. Died in 2016. Huh. Yeah. Um, well, good. Yeah. Oh, let's say he, sh- he also shot Rollerball. Ooh. Oh, and Lion and Winter. Cover that here on the podcast. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. So, screenplay-wise, again, I, I feel like... <laughs> There was a detriment to the fact that I just could not hear and or understand what was going on for quite a bit of it until I guess my brain could adjust to how they were speaking. (laughs) Yeah, definitely like Zach said, I need to rewatch this movie with subtitles because it was so tough. But that being said, again, after kind of once we hit France, Mm -hmm. even though things pick up pace wise, I, I was able to kind of understand what was going on a little bit better at that point mm-hmm. and loved every in at just every, every tiny little bit. I, I'm also a huge fan of a comedy of errors where right. just every like small thing that can go wrong on both sides, like just between like the police and them or, you know, the stupid things that they do and, but how it works out from, I love that shit. I just love how just serendipity is just in control. Yeah. yeah. I, I think the screenplay is wonderful. It was great. Yeah. It is, it is fun. It is zippy. 
Like this movie is 81 minutes in and out, and I don't think right. it wastes any. It wastes no time. No. None. No. And it doesn't feel like it. It doesn't feel like you need any more time, even though it's so short. It's um, you know, I'm looking at some notes, so I may seem a little distracted, but it's just I'm trying to brush up. I watched it earlier in the week, so there's been a few days in between. Um, like, mm-hmm. but I'm looking at the names of the cast and stuff, and like Stanley Hallway, uh, is great. He has such good comedic t- timing and good comedic faces, and just like the scene when they're you know trying to get on that boat and his luggage and oh, getting the, yep. the ticket stamped. <laughs> was so great. Going custom. Oh, <laughs> I loved that so much. You know, and I was, I was always a fan of his from my fair lady. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, yeah. 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 Oh, duh. He's amazing in that film. And I sing his two songs That's constantly right. in my life. It's like, I know um, this man. Now yeah. it smacks me in the head who he was. Yeah. And, uh, did Audrey Hepburn with her small cameo in here? Oh yeah. I, it, did, did you miss her? I I almost um I did a double take and then I kind of forgot because it was so brief. I'm and gonna I, I say saw, I missed her. She at the very beginning of the movie when Alec Guinness is like handing money to everybody. Mm-hmm. She she's like the fourth person he hands money to, hmm. and oh god, what's her character's name? Like you. It really Chiquita. <laughs> she really is like a blink and you miss her cameo. And this mm. was essentially her first big screen role. Oh. Or like at least like mainstream bigger movie. Bigger movie. Yeah. yeah. She has a couple of screen roles. And uh she was gonna have a bigger part in the movie, but she was doing something on stage mm. and the schedules conflicted. And Alec Guinness was such a fan of hers from the stage, he's like, You're I need you in this movie somewhere. So she gets this cameo because Alec Guinness just wanted her in this movie. Yeah. Uh, Robert Shaw also in this movie in a much more blink and you miss a cameo. Oh, that one I did not know. <laughs> not even a cameo. This is his, this is his first film appearance. Oh, wow. Nice. He's one of the lab techs that were, uh, Oh, testing dipping. for the gold. Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. Anyway, I was on to Stanley Holloway. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he is, he makes every line of this script come alive. Mm-hmm. He is, he brings such an energy to this film. Like Guinness is good, but you know, he's, he's very straight man. Once Stanley Holloway, like breezes into this movie with all of his art and all of his bluster. He is. Yeah. Everything. Mm-hmm. Um, I think there's a good bit of uh physical acting from Guinness where he's uh, realizing they didn't rough him up during the heist. <laughs> oh God. Yeah. He has to, rip his own clothes and toss himself in the dirt and <laughs> throw himself uh, into the Thames. <laughs> was that, was that part on purpose? I can't, I wasn't sure. No, if she meant to fall in the no he, he did not. It's like, that's a little dangerous. He'd probably drown <laughs> if nobody was looking. Right. And he's, and you know, he can't be assured that poli- the police officers were as close as they were to him. Yeah. But, Oh God, what a, just a silly fun film. Yeah. And I like how, uh, you know, Again, it's another kind of tactic or uh, framing device that we see more these days. But, you know, the whole at the end, he's doing a flashback telling of what's happening. And, you know, he's being arrested and taken away. Right. And that's a great payoff. Yeah. Even for the fact that apparently the writer did wanted him to get away with it. Mm. But at the at the like 
at the request of the studio or one of the producers, they were like, Hey, we want to sell this to American audiences. They have this stupid thing over in America called the (laughs) Hayes code. Right. And if bad guys get away with crime, we can't show this in America. So they, they worked the ending to the way it was. And I thought it was such a clever payoff. It is. Yes. Yep. Absolutely. I see this is a, one of 15 films listed in the category of art on the Vatican's film list, which is kind of yes. inter- interesting. Uh, <laughs> sorry, oh, what? <laughs> you you gave away what I was going to do. For, oh, sorry. Uh, go on. Uh, that's all I'll say. If you had more to say about it, I'll, no, uh, no, that that was all like I was going to, we were going to do the, uh, the national film registry, which of course this can't get in because it's a British produced. Mm-hmm. And as I say, Hey, well, it's not in the national film registry, but guess who put it in their film registry? <laughs> Well, <laughs> do you want to read the 15? That's not too many. No, no, you go you go ahead. Oh, I didn't. I don't have I don't have that in front of me. Oh, I'll click it here. Let's see. Um, oh, I'll just read the art section. Okay. Okay. So, well, they got Citizen Kane, Eight and a Half, Fantasia, The Grand Illusion, The Strata, so you got two, oh well, it's <laughs> the Vatican, so I guess. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Lavender Hill Mob, The Leopard. The original Little Women, Metropolis, Modern Times, Napoleon, Nosferatu, Stagecoach, <laughs> The Wizard of Oz, and uh, 2001 Space Odyssey. That's what they got. They they have others for relig- religion and values, but that's their art list. That's that's a solid, right? Yeah. Solid group of films for the Vatican. <laughs> it, it is. And this one, I mean, kind of stands apart. I wonder what specifically... As far as, you know, lists I've seen. Yeah, like, I mean, don't get me wrong. I, I enjoy this movie, but I, I don't put it on the same caliber as a lot of those films. <laughs> Maybe the Pope at the time just really liked it. I guess. I guess. <laughs> it's like, well, we can't give Alec Guinness in here for Star Wars. Let's get it for something else. He's like, ah, oh, my gut. It's busted. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, uh... No, I was surprised, you know, that there was, um, even though it was comedic, there was still some well-developed tension, especially like when they were trying to chase down the the girls with the the who got the gold paperweights. Um, that, that whole sequence from them trying to get it from her to the end of that that car chase, all golden, just a plus fucking filmmaking. Yeah, everything about it. Absolutely yeah. agree. And um. Oh, they actually did some filming at the Eiffel Tower. I don't. I mean, obviously, some of that stuff was backdrop, but I wonder <laughs> how much running on the Eiffel Tower they were doing. Or maybe right. they just filming below it, but still. All right. Well, gents, any more notes on the Lavender Hill Mob? Uh, apparently, what the customs official was Desmond Llewellyn, who was Q. Oh. In pretty much what? all the Bond films until he died. <laughs> oh. Okay. That's, yeah. I I completely missed him. He, he must have looked like a baby in this movie. <laughs> the customs of like the one who was st- trying to stamp their stuff? Yeah. Or the one you know, he's like asking them what like in French what they're declaring and they're like, "No." no oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No. Oh, well. That's another thing to look back at. Yeah, I he, he must look like a baby. I I mean, the first Bond films only like what, 10 years after this? 13 years after this? Yeah, 63 looks like, yeah. 10, yeah. 
12? 12, 12 years. Where are we at? Like the 1953 awards, but I don't know, 52. Okay. Uh, but man, that's, that's wild. Yeah. A lot of people at this fucking movie. Mm-hmm. A lot of people that got launched after this movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's just, it's, it's a fun, here. it's a good, quick little jaunt. Yeah. All right. Well, since we've kind of done our registry thing, I don't know, Paul, did you want to read uh, who came in from this year or who got in from this year? Yeah, absolutely. I do have that. Give me just a second. I usually keep this in year order. And sometimes when I haven't used my computer in a couple of days, it likes to revert it back to uh, alphabetical. Alphabetical. All right, so we're in 1952, and uh, a couple of the couple of the heavy hitters this year are High Noon, which was a fir- which was a first ballot movie, uh, Singing in the Rain, also a first ballot movie, uh, uh, The Quiet Man. Honestly, this isn't a very big class. I could just read out the rest of them: Bad and Beautiful, Magical Maestro, which is an animated short. Uh, this is Cinemarama, which is a documentary. That's it. That's oh. all of them. <laughs> well, so 52, 52 throws out a couple of first ballot films and apparently and not a lot of away. Us. All right. Well, then let's go ahead and jump into our worsty judgments. And Zach. Hello. Did this movie deserve best original screenplay? Uh, I was able to watch one other film completely. I watched Viva Zapata, uh, uh-huh. which, um, <laughs> you know, you have Marlon Brando uh, playing a Mexican man, which, yep. you know, <laughs> he he may have some Italian roots back there, but not Mexican. So I don't know <laughs> that not that aside. His performance was pretty good. He's um going through, you know, a lot of his, uh, kind of his stoic era of, uh, um, when he's always a, um, what's the kind of method actor, uh, Mm -hmm. didn't always work for the character for me, but, um, I, it was good, but I didn't like it as much as this. I started watching Pat and Mike, but didn't get to finish it. So I can't say for sure on that one, but I think, yes, I think it did deserve it. It's a, a fun, quick, snappy plot, um, with good writing. Hey, question for you. Do you think that movie would... I'm look, I'm just looking at the quick Wikipedia note on here and how Stampak used another book as a guide for that film. I saw that, which is kind of interesting. I don't know yeah, if like, Would it be considered uh, an original screenplay at that point? Like, like if, if, if it were to come out now and somebody did the same thing... I wonder if it's like similar to just using like a history book to guide you through, because it sure. wouldn't necessarily be adapting. It's not a... I guess it's not a work of fiction, probably. So, yeah, uh, I don't know. It's, I guess that's a gray area, just because you know, if you know things about Zapata and you're you're not lifting things wholesale out of the book, I uh, I don't know. Is yeah. it is it an adaptation? Is it just inspiration? Mm. Fair enough. But I've always I've always had a problem with real real stories quote unquote being original screenplay to begin with. So, right. Yeah. yeah. It's like is this is an adapt- life. Like are biopics considered original screenplays, even though it's which, yeah, which is why I like 
I like when they put in the based on uh, adapted from previous material. Mm-hmm. But then, then again, isn't life previous material? I don't uh-huh. know. Yeah. Uh-huh. Fair enough. All right. Well, uh, I'm going to agree with Zach that I, I kind of think this is a definitely deserves best original screenplay. I have not seen any of the other ones. I kind of wanted to watch the Atomic City. Me too. I, I just did not get around to that. Um, I will say this movie deserves the best picture more than the winner was this year, for sure. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, yeah. Paul, did this movie deserve best original screenplay? Um, I also didn't get a... I say didn't get to watch anything. I struggling. Um, I, I didn't watch anything else. I wanted to watch Breaking the Sound Barrier because I love that kind of shit. Um, mm-hmm. And it was directed by David Lean. Oh, so uh, it says it was David Lean's third and final film with his wife Anne Todd. Interesting. Um, so I wanted to watch that this week, and I just didn't get around to it. Uh, I was going to have to cram Lavender Hill Mob in a couple days ago, but then we pushed back our recording, and so I watched it today. Yeah. But I, you know, I'd seen yeah. it before. Um, I I really think this deserved best original screenplay. I absolutely loved this. I had such a good time watching it. I think the writing is crisp, and it's just a just a good time. It I was rolling on the floor laughing sometimes, and mm. I was on the edge of my seat, and I... I like anybody who could have wrote that custom scene, just throw every award at them. Right. Yeah. yeah. And again, I don't know how they wrote down the, the car chase, but that car chase is just, it builds so well. And mm-hmm. every little twist and turn, like every twist and turn rolling up to the car chase into the car chase is all great. And I, yeah, I, I, I would just, have loved to see this movie represented in more categories and maybe even win a few of them. I mean, I'm not trying to give Alec Guinness best actor over Gary Cooper and high noon. Cause that's one of the great screen performances. Yeah. But I, I think, I think we can find uh best supporting for Stanley Holloway. I think we could uh, kick out greatest show on earth in every category that it's in and put this in there. <laughs> yep. So put this in best picture, put this in best director. Um, yeah. The direction's really good. Yeah. Just, yeah. I, I think this could have been nominated for, uh, cinematography, black and white. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. I wanted to make a joke about kicking, uh, greatest show on earth out of best art direction color and putting this in there, but (laughs) I was nominated for best costume design color. So yeah, put it there. There you go. Um, no, I just, this, this is an era of comedy that I, that I live in. Uh, yeah, this is the kind of stuff I, uh, not, not this movie specifically, but this style of comedy, what I grew up watching on TV. And I, I like it. I like it a lot. And I, I I think it really, like, I, I know, you know, we talk about, the lady killers just got straight up remade by the Coen brothers. But watching this is like, this is, these are Coen brothers characters. They're these, right. These, these put upon like middle-class men that think they're smarter than 
they are and they try to do crime and they're just terrible at it. Yeah. I'm trying to think of I I see the names, the Wood and Fisher. I, I'm trying to remember which one was which, but the bigger guy, uh who kind of comes in towards the end when they're first like looking for guys to help him. Yeah. And, he, and he's more quiet and like his wife won't like go to Paris and all that. He specifically, yeah, really strikes me as like a Coen oh. Brothers character. That's that's Wood. Okay. Uh, Alfie Bass. Yeah, he he definitely like Peter Stormare in uh Fargo. That's that's mm. kind of this guy where <laughs> he's he, he's like the strong silent type, but you know, he gets things done when he needs to. Or, yeah. Yeah. This I love it. I love it and I'm glad this I'm glad we get to talk about this movie. Yes. Yeah. Because, you know, we're going to have some some doozies. Yeah. Yep. And it's it's nice to it's nice to get a film like this. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, I just I just looked at what we're watching next week. <laughs> OK. <laughs> um, yeah. So I looked at uh, Viva Zapata and I saw Steinbeck and Marlon Brando. And that's why I picked that one. But I mean, yeah, I Anthony, could, An- Anthony Quinn wins, Anthony, wins for it. So. He was very good in that film. Uh, he's always great. With you know. his ethnic ambiguity and ambiguity. <laughs> yeah. 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 Was it Zorba the Greek? Was that the one that we, yeah. <laughs> that was so good? Yeah. And then, and then of course him and um uh Lawrence of Arabia. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He's every man. It's all in him. All right. Well, Zach, uh your next question, sir. Is is this the worst best original screenplay? Not at all. I gave it a good uh solid four stars. I you know, I flirted with going higher, but um as far as screenplays, I was like, you know, I really like it. Uh I I feel like maybe some of the other it everything from this and up is really excellent so far. But I positioned it right behind Battleground just because I feel that there's a little more um heft and meaning there and not that that necessarily means better writing, but that's why I give it a spot over it. But I got number six at four stars. All right. Um, I put mine a little higher. I put it at a number four, just under Sunset Boulevard. I kind of wanted to put it above Sunset Boulevard, but I, I just look at Sunset Boulevard as like a better film. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense. Like, yeah. Yeah, I do like to do my, like, which one am I going to watch more? Like, where's the replayability? And I do think Lavender Hill Mob probably has that a little bit more than Sunset Boulevard. Mm. But Sunset Boulevard only had one thing that I had a quirk about, and that was it. So, but, yeah, I got it at my number four. Paul, is this the worst? Best original screenplay. Second, my letterbox is doing funny things. Funny things. Funny people. Uh, wait, hold on. What are we doing? This is happening. All right. Uh, I gave this movie five stars. Of course. Nice. Wonderful and perfect. And it's 81 minutes. And mm. oh, it, I did love that. It It is the smash and grab job of all time. And uh, you know what? I, I'm going to take the coward's route out of Put this at my number four as well, because I. So I'm a coward. (laughs) No, I'm taking the cowards around. All right, but I'm also putting it at number four. Those are two two separate. Okay, okay. There's, um, 
Uh, I, I won't put this above Sunset Boulevard or Citizen Kane. I am a coward. Um, and I really just love Marie Louise so much. So but that's my that's my five star row yeah. right now. I got, I got four there, and this is number four. You know what? I've been sitting on it. I'm gonna bump mine up to number five and give it the Zach four and a half stars. Hey, baby. Yeah, I got the sitting right on right right above Battlecraft. Yeah. Which, so now I do too. Which is which, like you said, it has a lot more emotional heft, but I was I didn't come into this movie for emotional heft. I came uh-huh. into this movie to have a good time, and I had a great time. Yep. Yeah. Uh, Again, another good palate cleanser. Mm-hmm. I came into this movie to ogle Alec Guinness, and I did plenty of that. <laughs> there was that a lot. That man's voice can get it any day. Yeah. yeah. It's it's funny, you know. Obviously, seen him in Star Wars, and I've seen him in the. Um, uh, great expectations. So I'd seen him older and younger, now more middle aged, um, getting a little bit of him everywhere. Yeah, God, he is a snack in great expectations. Oh, yes. Yeah, that is a handsome man. And now he's my age in this movie. <laughs> yeah. Now now you need to watch Lady Killers. I will. Because that, uh, not to be too, uh, not to be too spoilery here but it gets nominated for best original screenplay against the red balloon so we could be covering that oh we've got plenty of time then to watch <laughs> got a, yeah got a couple weeks here well i mean as far as runtime a red balloon oh yeah yeah and this is only 91 minutes too so nice in in and out god i can't wait for jonathan to watch red balloon <laughs> oh my god i'm so excited for that episode <laughs> anyway yeah. You know anything about Red Balloon? I don't. Okay, but don't I got look. a feeling by your uh all right, you know what? You're right. No, I'm not gonna no, look. Nope. I'm not gonna look. All okay. Right. Can I can I tell you one thing about Red Balloon that you're going to love? Sure. The 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 number one thing you're gonna love about Red Balloon, it is thirty four minutes long. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so happy. <laughs> That's all I'm gonna tell you about yep. it. Yep. Nice. Oh, it's fucking French too, though, isn't it? Don't, well, don't, it's French. Don't look. <laughs> don't sound say anything more. <laughs> I didn't watch look at it. Watch it on your I, lunch break. <laughs> fuck that! I watch these movies while I'm working. <laughs> watch your movies while I work. All right. Well, that is where we are going to call it this evening. My name is Jonathan Pierce. You can find me on the Twitter, the Twitch, the TikToks, and on Letterbox at Alternative This week, I made a mistake, but it's not a mistake. It's a good mistake. Oh yeah. I started watching The Sopranos again. Oh, hell yeah it's just, anytime's a good time for a sopranos it's 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 a comfort show mm. and you know when i'm on call and i'm not sleeping i'm just like what can i watch that i've watched a million times and just sit there and fucking quote and laugh at a whole bunch of stuff that you know is going to happen later while my wife just looks at me like i'm a fucking idiot <laughs> <laughs> what no fucking ZD? no fucking ZD? hey <laughs> oh hey all right zach where can we find you Find me on Critiker, Zackmaster, X-A-K-K-M-A-S-T-E-R, TikTok, House Havoc, Letterbox by searching my name. And uh, I think I just watched this movie and this Pata movie and kind of hung out with the boys. We uh watching Gravity Falls again and some Amazing World of Gumball. So. Oh, man, you're going to make me start watching Gravity Falls now. Oh, Gravity <laughs> Falls is great. It Gumball is, is great, too. Yeah. I, I love Craig of the Creek. I, I, I still need to get on that. Ooh, when you 
when you finish Gumball and or Gravity Falls, jump on Craig of the Creek. It is phenomenal. They're only like 11 minute episodes. You could just take down like half a season in an afternoon. It's wonderful. All right. Mr. Hey, Whitman. Paul. Sorry. <laughs> Uh, you can follow me at Shark Dressman on TikTok, where Joseph Tappy and I are covering all sorts of shark-related content. Jonathan uh, Joseph Tapia and his good friend Bailey uh, have also been rewatching The Sopranos. Nice. Well, Joe's rewatching The Sopranos. I think she's watching Sopranos for the first time. Uh-huh. Nice. Uh, but other than that, you can follow me at Father of the Fear on uh. Instagram and Letterboxd, where I keep a running tally of all the films I watch. All right, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it for this movie because I have a major crush on the star and co writer of it. Joe and I just went and saw, like, I was, I got here just in time to record tonight because I was coming home from seeing the movie Bottoms. Oh. Starring Rachel Sinnott and Io Adebari, and it rules. It's so fucking funny. That's what I've heard. Awesome. I, I, I get a lot of ads for it. You, and it, it looks fucking hilarious. When 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 it hits the streamings, you guys have got to watch this movie. Zach, do not watch it with the boys anywhere <laughs> near you. <laughs> I'm not. It, it gave me a lot of what was the name of that show? Was it Pen 15? Oh, pin fifty. Okay, yeah. Like it gave me, it gave me a lot of energy from like that. But yeah, I could see that. Uh, it's it is madcap insanity, and I loved every second of the movie, especially because Rachel Sinnott was on screen a whole lot, and I like looking at Rachel Sinnott. Nice. She, she makes me feel like a dirty old pervert though, because she was like born in ninety five, and I'm like, no. <laughs> We old now. Uh, but, but she's also a great writer and a good com- great comedian. And I'm yes. attracted to her through her talent because she is amazing in the movie Shiva Baby. Mm. Uh, and and she was really, really good in Bodies, Bodies, Bodies. I highly recommend this film. Oh. I just... She's putting uh, together a, an interesting resume there. Yeah, yeah. She's sure she's got more stuff going on she's got a lot of really good like sketch work on youtube that you can watch too nice uh, a lot with io debris as well because apparently they're like college best friends and Ooh. they've just been hanging out together for the last decade or so you'd love to see it love to see it i love to see it and this movie is it it follows a lot of like broad comedy cliches but they use them in such interesting ways and they subvert them in even more interesting ways Mm. i i love it i love this movie Uh, i hope it gets nominated for best original screenplay uh i I don't even know what other best original screenplays i would put up against it so far this year i'd have to look at my list oh marshawn lynch is in that movie (laughs) yes and he's hilarious (laughs) nice like nick cannon levels of hilarious (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> excellent nice. I like, love him so much and and they do a couple outtakes with him in the credits that are even funnier yeah I'm uh, sold yeah see this put it put it at your number one and don't watch any other movies ever I will not I'm on it sorry I'm leaving the podcast as soon as that comes yeah. out 
I was going to say that aren't named Teenage Mutant. Mutant oh, Mania. yeah. Okay. Yeah. I need to see that too. I'm not pushing that movie though. Right. I'm not. Nope. Yeah. You're just tickling it. Yeah. Do it. It's, it's so good. Yeah. Um, all right. Uh, Zach, sorry for my long winded. No, I'm glad you. Review of Bottoms. Bottoms. Uh, what are we watching next week? We're watching Titanic, the 1953. And we have a special guest joining us, hopefully. Oh, I look forward to this. Me too. Yeah. Uh, I look forward to all of this. Yeah. I I like movies about the Titanic, so I'm looking forward (laughs) to this. Yes. All right. Well, with that, we'd like to thank Trav for producing our podcast. You can catch Trav on our sister podcast, Leveling Up, with Benjamin Banks, uh, Benjamin Banks, who lied to the internet. Ooh. It said he was taking his tag team partner, Diamond Victor Griff, to a Disney convention in Maryland. Because he was banned from because, because director of operations at Virginia Championship Wrestling, Jerry Stefanitsis, was celebrating his birthday. Everybody was invited, except for the tag team. Golden Pinky Society oh. of Benjamin Banks and Diamond Victor Griff. So they said that if they weren't invited, they were going to go to Maryland to a Disney convention, and they lied. Oh my goodness. They showed up, they showed up and they beat up Jerry Stephanitsis oh. at his birthday celebration. <laughs> that is amazing. And then hightailed it out of the auditorium. <laughs> I had a great time going to watch Virginia Championship Wrestling with my boys on Saturday. Their first wrestling show, and I was happy to see them. That's so cool. Off on another long-winded tangent about not what I'm talking about. (laughs) It's your podcast. It's relevant. Yep. Uh, We'd also like to thank Chad Ramsey for our most excellent theme song, and I don't have a story about him tonight. Uh, We'd like to thank Megan and Jay Bellevue for our beautiful artwork, and I don't have stories about them either. You can follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at Pod, and on Facebook at The Oscarsity Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast and leave us a nice five-star review on Apple Podcasts. Spotify, Stitcher is officially dead. Uh, I went to go listen to a podcast on August 28th in the morning, and I got to listen to it, and when I came back to it in the afternoon, Ditcher was gone. No. no. Five-star reviews on the surviving platforms really help us to be seen in the almighty algorithm. The almighty algorithm. Yeah, woke up this morning, gave us some five stars. I like it. (laughs) So, for Jonathan, and Zach and T.E.B. Clark. Yep. Teb. We like for you all. Have a damn time to play.